You're listening to The Crunch with Cam Slater. Right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Now it's time for Cam's Buddies. This week we'll find out what they think of Wayne Brown a year after his election as Mayor of Auckland. He's proposing fewer local boards, but giving them more power and more funding. Let's see what the buddies think about all that. My producer's got them all lined up and ready to go, so let's hear what Cam's buddies have to say about Mayor Wayne Brown. Welcome to Cam's Buddies, Paul. How are you? Very good, thank you, Cam, and good afternoon. Yeah, um, I thought the topic um, for discussion today would be Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown. He's been in the job for just over a year. He's put a proposal forward to the council's joint governance working party that would see fewer local boards, but given more power to make larger scale decisions and also give them increased uh, funding. I'm not sure if you've seen that but or aware of it, but what do you think about his past year and these proposals? Um, the proposal to have a bit more autonomy in our local area, I think I'm, I, I would like that. If we could talk to the local person and say to them, put in a cycleway at your peril or make our roads narrow at your peril, yeah. and then there was fewer of them and you could vote them out and get someone in in a smaller effort to do that, I'd be pleased with that. Also, if um, if there's less people in the council, um, it, in my view, there's too many people making too many decisions, and they're not a united front. So, um, when when you look at Auckland Council, it's not like a business. It's like um, he has to be a lobbyer to get the people on side so that they can um, pass any form of governance because he's on one voice, and um, that would be a very difficult thing to work at, I believe. I was listening to Morrison um, talking at some stage when he was saying that um, even though they're paying a lot of money in interest to hold the shares that they've got in the Auckland Airport, for example, um, it doesn't return to a dividend as much as the interest cost, so that 30,000 houses get to pay their rates solely for the, the ability for the rest of us to hold these shares. Now, that might be a bit oversimplifying it because my understanding is when they bought the shares, they weren't that much, but the fact that they could sell them now and they've borrowed money for other things, that's, you know, there's a bit of a, you've got, you've got to be careful what people are saying because if if you bought those shares for a dollar and they're paying you $10 worth of dividends, but they're worth a million dollars, they're a good investment on what you bought them for, but they're not necessarily a good investment on what you could sell them for. Yeah. So, when I looked at what he was saying also about having um, Maori indigenous seats or um, indigenous people having seats set up separately in the council so that we could consult them, I thought they need to be listening to what happened in Australia with The Voice. Um, the people are not keen on such things, even though the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of the Indigenous People we believe that we've adopted it. It's a load of shit when you read it. Um, what they're saying is give them two voices and give them two votes. And when you have councillors saying, oh, well, I was elected by my constituents, not by the Maori, so I can't act for them. But Asians are twice or three times the number of Maori. Pacifica are a greater number than Maori. And Europeans are a way greater number than Maori. Um, I just think get elected. If Maori want to do things, 
get elected and they can do them. Now, who, what are councillors if they're not... See, ratepayers put in a pool of money and councillors decide how we're going to spend it for the best interest of the city. Mm. If you're not a ratepayer, should you have a vote as in, in the Auckland Council? Because if you're not a ratepayer, you're, you're deciding how the people who put the money up should spend it, even though you don't put any money up yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's poor governance. Now, when I look at what, what is the percentage of ownership of houses of um, Maori, I think it's something like 38 to 40 percent of Maori in New Zealand, in Auckland, sorry, own their own home. Well, it might be 28 in Auckland, but 48 over, or 40 over the whole country. Yep, yep. And so, um, people that pay le- people that don't pay rates shouldn't have all the say. That, that's not how things work. People who put the money up, they get to have the say. So, if if I'm paying rates and I'm paying five thousand a year, then I get a vote. And yeah, if I'm paying um, be, nothing, you'd be wishing you could pay five thousand a year, wouldn't you? <laughs> It would be my dream, but I know a lot of people do pay five thousand a year. Um, my rates are just a little more than that. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's um, an argument think- that renters do pay rates, and but indirectly via the landlord. Um, but yeah, I I really struggle with this concept. If you don't own property and you don't pay rates directly, um, you know, it used to be that you, if wherever you own property, you had a vote. Uh, now the way it is is you you might have a property in in the Coromandel, for example, but you don't get to have a vote um, in the Coromandel district because you don't live there. And uh, but actually, mm. you, you you're paying rates there and contributing to the to the you know local council economy by having that property there. But they don't give you a say. And uh, yeah, I I really struggle with uh, with with this uh, general competence and allowing any man and his dog to have a vote when they're not paying directly from their own pocket. I agree with you because when we decide how we're going to spend other people's money, who are the other people? And normally the other people are middle-aged white male. And they're the only, that's the only group of people you can mock. That's the only group of people that have, are allowed to be the butt of every joke with no um, recrimination. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no consequences, but they're the ones that pay all the money to make the world go round, but they're the ones that are considered and treated the most poorly. But let's have um, Maori councillors that can't, can veto and do all sorts of things that aren't necessarily needing to be elected. They just get gifted such things. Now, if they have to be elected by Maori, why don't Maori just put up candidates and elect them in the normal manner What's the number of, um, I think, in the 17 election, in the general election, I think 25% of the candidates were Maori. Mm. And, no, in the, in the most and that, they got one, there on their own, right. with the yeah. exception of with two or three. And so, and now we've just had New Zealand first going into parliament, but the top three positions are all held by Maori. Mm. I mean, I look and I think, so there will be more Maori in parliament. They're sharp. They know what they're doing. They get elected if they wish to be, and, and all is well. We don't need to be pandering and saying to the world, you know, oh, we better help them up here because they're too stupid to do it for themselves. They outperform us in all sorts of areas. And, and by us, I mean, the average New Zealand is outperformed by a Maori politician every which way. They get more money, they get more seats, they get more coverage. And I'm thinking, and then we want to help them and give them um, in local government the same sort of thing when there's as many Maori 
in the local government as want to put their name forward and do the work and get elected. Yeah, good points that you raise there. One thing that really rips my undies uh, driving around Auckland is um, this proliferation of these speed bumps where there are pedestrian crossings. Did anyone vote for that? And then it usually goes hand in hand with the stealing of half of a lane for a cycleway. And I've never seen a cyclist on the cycleways. And these massive bumps that they're putting in all around the place are just causing snarl-ups and traffic, and not a single person was asked if they wanted it. But somehow they're spending tens of thousands of dollars on each one of them. Yes, but then they paint them with white arrows on them that fades, so then you're driving along or on a wet road and it just looks like black bitumen because now the paint has faded, and you smash the front out of your car unless you know you know your way around there. They aren't labelled as such. There's not a a stick sticking up off the side of the road saying there's a speed bump here. And once the paint fades a little, you, they do damage to a lot of lot of cars. That's what I imagine. All well, your mums have to drive four-wheel drives now because they don't need to worry about spotting them. But I think the best thing we could do about those is every time you go over one, toot your horn for four seconds. Yeah. Then the people will be so pissed off around them that they will ask to have them removed by the council because it will just drive them mad. And I think that would be a reasonable plan. Or every time you go over one, go around to some council-type manager's place and toot your horn for five minutes. So that if you did six of the day, you have to go around there for half an hour because it's just, they are just the biggest menace of things around. And, and set a speed camera, set a speed that is needing to be um, policed. And most, most reasonable people drive at the speed limit. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. Uh, you know, outside my place here in Takapuna, we had t- three nights uh, of interrupted sleep because the council decided to turn part of the road into 30 kilometres an hour. Again, no one was consulted on this. We've had these new signs put up, these red stripes put on on the road, and everyone dutifully ignores them because it's impossible to drive on that road at, at 30 kilometres. Uh, you know, in mm. fact, you're struggling to do it at 50 because of, of all the traffic that's doing it. But, I mean, no one asks us as ratepayers, do you want this? It's just done, and it's presented as a fait accompli at vast expense, uh, ex- extortionate-type expense. I, I understand that it costs the council somewhere in the vicinity of $100,000 per one of those bumps that they put in for the pedestrian crossings. I mean, it's ludicrous amounts of money. I can believe that. I can believe that because what you have to do to get such a thing is you have to design it engineeringly. You've got to get the water to flow around it. There's quite a lot of other things that go with it so that then you can have built something that's annoying and no one appreciates. Now, I get the idea that we might need something to tell us there's a pedestrian crossing, but normally it's um, either a light or, or, or people with visible clothing that are about to cross and you know oh yeah there's a pit like i don't see people racing over pedestrian crossings and i don't hear much of pedestrians being mown down by drivers that can't see them and yet they have to have these stupidity bumps to make sure that we can go at a silly slow speed so to summarize you're okay with having less uh community uh boards with increased powers if um, they start actually listening to 
not just the voters, but the the, the ratepayers, the people who actually shovel the money in that they uh, seem to gleefully and wantonly spend. Yes, and I'm opposed to specific Maori council seats. Although I think um, Wayne Brown was on um, Maori TV, he was on the board of Maori TV at some stage, wasn't he? He might have a, a leaning towards helping such such folk. But I think the way you help such folk is you say, get the votes, do the work, life will you'll be elected. The end. Yeah, that's it. That's what democracy is all about. And, uh, you, you know, you're right. You look at New Zealand first, Winston Peters, Shane Jones, Casey Costello, three uh, superb Maori politicians elected there in their own right, not because they're Maori. But when I talk to any of them, and I've talked to a couple of them, I don't think Maori politicians, I think New Zealander. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. And with when that, I think New Zealander, we're all good to go. And, and, and if you look at me, my skin is very brown. Yeah. Um, I'm often um, asked, what tribe am I from? And, and I don't let on where I'm from. I don't let on my heritage because it's no one's business. But I, I'm, looking, I'm thinking, um, when, I, when people see me, I hope they see New Zealander. And when I see um, these other folk, I think New Zealander, the end. Mm. Well, if we could all think that way, I think except life you, would right? improve. Except I think Fijian. Yeah, except me, I'm Fijian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, Vanaka Levu, thank you for your comments, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you, mate. Bye for now. Bye. Good afternoon, Jack. Welcome to The Crunch and Cam's Buddies. G'day, Cam. I understand you had a, a blown eardrum. How the hell did yeah. that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I just woke up uh, with a whole lot of blood all over my pillow, went up to emergency uh, department at North Shore Hospital and uh, found out I had a um, burst eardrum. They think it was probably a um, a bit of an infection in the ear, although I don't sort of feel sick or anything. Uh, and I've got two weeks yeah. of uh, two weeks of recovery to, to get that back. So you know, I'm a little bit uh, – people accuse me of being one-eyed and at the moment I'm one-eared. Well, yeah. Um yeah, having had that done myself, I have bad news for you. At your age, um, it, it's not fixable. If you're six or seven, they could put a grommet on it and it would uh, repair itself. Oh, no, so, I'm told anyway. it'll repair itself, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it's North Shore Hospital. What the hell do they know? Yeah, well, I'm told the the ambulance drivers call it not Shore Hospital. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. topic for this week. <laughs> We've had uh, just a bit over a year of Wayne Brown as the mayor. He's uh, made a couple of uh, suggestions in the past week on uh, wanting to reduce uh, local boards from 22 boards to 13. Uh, and uh, although there'll be reduced representation, they'll have uh, better powers to make decisions and increased funding for those boards. So I'm, I'm looking for your feedback on that idea and just in general, uh, how you think he's gone after a year in the job? Well, over 50 years ago, I was an engineering assistant in what was then the Watermata County Council, now the Auckland City Council, mm. and I had a mentor. And ment my mentor had worked for Becca Carter, very good engineer, and he started talking about this bloke, Wayne Brown. I mean, we're talking back here in the late 60s, early 70s, he said, oh, this guy's a genius. Watch this space. This guy's going to go places. So I've been waiting for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wayne Brown's six months older than me, and I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing? 
he must have more energy than me, but he is a visionary, and he must be so frustrated. It reminds me of when I was on a parent-teacher association at my uh, son's school, and sitting around a room there, which would be just like he does when he's sitting around with his other uh, people in the mayoralty, and a hell of a lot of talking, and absolutely nothing gets done. It's a real eye-opener, and I think he's a guy that just wants to cut to the chase and remove all the gobbledygook, yuck-speak, and get on with it. And for that, he's got my support. You know, I was just talking with uh, with Paul about um, about the council expenditure and how we seem to have, uh, you know, all of a sudden 30-kilometre zones popping up everywhere that no one was consulted on these appalling bumps in the road wherever there's a pedestrian crossing that you know, magics itself up uh, in order to test our suspension in the front end of our cars and the back end as we go over them. And nobody seems to consult us about these sorts of things, even though we're paying with our rates uh, these exorbitant sums of money. And at the same time, we've got these massive debt in the council um, at the same time as wanting to hold on to, to a few shares in Auckland Airport. I would have thought that that would be more important to get under control than worrying about the number of boards that we've got. Yeah, and um, just remember, when you make the laws too onerous, nobody obeys them. So maybe he wants to get some extra money through ticketing, I don't know. But, you know, you, you, you can sort of law the hell out of people, but at the end of the day, they just turn a blind eye to it and carry on as normal. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's what... whether that was his idea. I doubt it's his idea. It'll be some, you know, council traffic engineer who's decided let's make life difficult on this street. I mean, I you know just earlier this afternoon before um, coming to here, I was over in Hearn Bay and taking a back street to get to the to the uh, road to take me to the Harbour Bridge, and I swear to God there was twenty uh, of the most enormous, almost mountainous speed bumps on this one street. Uh, just a huge endless line of traffic doing 20 kilometres an hour just to climb over these these bumps. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm starting to think maybe there's a few councillors or city engineers or something like that live on Sarsfield Street or something like that, and they want everyone to drive around at pedestrian sort of um, speeds because it was just... It tells, it tells me nothing has changed. Since yeah. I was in engineering, nothing has changed. But, hey, maybe he's going for a record, because I remember when I was in Vanuatu once and uh, I had a car, there's so many bumps here. They said they had the world record for the, the most number of suspension uh, changes. Maybe we're going for that. Well, I don't know. You, the road from uh, from Nandi to Suva has um, bumps, but they're, they're depressions, actually. And we'd, you know, we wouldn't even call them potholes. They're more like chasms. Or canyons, yes. uh, they'll they'll swallow a small car if you're not careful, um, you know. And suspension, suspension's not good. <laughs> Vanuatu's worse. Yeah, is not that bad, but um, there's just not as many roads as there are in Fiji. I think Wayne Brown's got a hell of a road ahead of him. He's trying to do the best he can, but he'll be surrounded by frigging idiots, unfortunately, and that's hard work. All yeah. the way, he'll he'll be in battle. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Idiots and stupid people uh, uh, surround us. There's actually probably about the same number of idiots and stupid people in Auckland Council as there are road cones on our streets. 
Well, I may be a bit cynical, but I think 95% of all New Zealanders are totally stupid and the other 5% are suspect. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit different from you. I think it's 95% are, are desperately stupid, about 4% uh, are marginal, and 1% um, have got their wits about them. Well, you're not far off my, my stats. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just old curmudgeonly... Cynical old bastards. And you're not, you're not even old. I don't know what you're talking about. You're just a young buck. I don't know. I'm 55 next week. That's young. Yeah. Although if you were North African, you'd be twice dead. But we won't talk about that. No, we won't. All right, Jack, thank you very much for your comments. Appreciate those. And we'll talk next week. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Crunch and Cam's buddies, Jimmy. G'day, Cam. How are you today? Yeah, boxing on, even though I've got a burst eardrum and, um, you know, people accuse me of being one-eyed and now I'm one-eared. So, you know, it's a bit of fun. Well, I've known you for a fair while, mate, and you're fairly one-eyed and one-ear suits you. <laughs> I'm a bit different from, uh, you know, my early days in, uh, in, the, in the blogging you're world. Certainly anyway. mellow, mate. Certainly mellow. I'll give you yeah, that. I've been slowed down a lot. But I've got a tricky question now, for question you this you week. Yeah, it's a tricky one, yeah. Jimmy. We've had um, we've had Wayne Brown as the Auckland Mayor for just a bit over a year. I'm interested to know what you think about how he's gone and what you think of his new proposals uh, to uh, reduce the number of local boards from 22 to 13, but giving them more power and more decision-making abilities as well as additional funding. Well... I've, I have actually read a few bits and pieces on this, and I always like to hear about shrinking bureaucracies. It's always a positive, but also I'm I'm not that sure about centralising more power either. So um, I'm not sure. And he's also he's sitting on the fence on Maori wards as well. I understand. Yeah, I'm I'm not really that enamoured with Maori wards. Um... You know, one of the buddies earlier. No, I certainly uh, am not either. Yeah, he, Paul was saying, you know, stand um, for election, get elected like, you know, Winston Peters and Shane Jones and Casey Costello, three Maori that lead New Zealand first. They've managed to get elected not because they're Maori, but because they're good at what they do. And, uh, you know, Maori are pretty competent when it comes to public speaking and those sorts of things. Um you know, I, I believe if they stood in, in ordinary wards that they'd still be elected. Uh, and I don't think we need of to have... Of course they would. I don't think we need to have special wards uh, on the basis of race because then what do you do? Do you have a Pacifica one? Do you have, you know, uh, one for Chinese or one for Indians? Uh, you know, where does it end? Well, I completely agree. And that's why wards are absolutely crazy. Um, you know, basing any sort of... Uh, democracy around race is just nuts. I see in Parliament we have more than like 25% of the MPs are, have Maori ancestry. There's an over-representation of Maori. Yeah, I don't think we should change that, though. I, mean, I don't think we should change that. No, no, Maori have been elected on their own merits. There's only four. Yeah, that... it's exactly right. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it just shows you don't necessarily need to specifically have Mary. So why would Mary Wards be any different? But as for shrinking the local boards, shrinking bureaucracy is good. Centralising bureaucracy is usually bad. I'm torn, Cam. I'm torn. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look into it more. 
Well, I'm a big fan of Roman history, and uh, I believe that we should uh, treat council and government uh, workers uh, the same way that the generals treated their soldiers if they lost um, battles, where they would then uh, decimate the survivors to improve morale. <laughs> so of the 13 boards that survive, you want to decimate them? politically speaking. Yeah, I mean, you know, just not just the boards, but but look at the, you know, when we were sold the the idea that that super city was going to give us, uh, you know, savings, one of the things was we were going to not have as many staff. Well, there's more people working for Auckland City now than the three cities that were combined to make Auckland City. And uh, so, yeah. you know, and we haven't had an increase, a corresponding increase in services in fact, they've got worse. So, you know, I'm of the opinion that perhaps we should um, take an axe to staffing levels at least 10%, and that won't even get us back to where it should be. Maybe we should be doing a double decimation and take out 20% of them. Well, that's a good point. So the centralisation that Wayne proposes may end up with increased staff numbers due to um, quirks of bureaucracy and actually cost more. Then. Well, then that's the problem, isn't it? You know that that we worry about because, like, when politicians do things, they often don't think them uh, through as clearly as what? other people. Though Wayne Brown seems to to have a bit of clarity in thinking, uh, but you know, in in the past and you know, certainly in the future, we're going to have politicians making crazy decisions without any thought of the consequences, unintended or intended. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So I think that. I, well, I guess to summarise that I support shrinking of the the boards as long as there's a protocol in place where this, the bureaucracy can't balloon and create even more cost. Yeah, you know, it's just gobbling up more more rates money. So, yeah. So you being but, a small but, government person, you'd be saying, "Yep, that, that's good. Let's uh, reduce the number of boards. That theoretically, it should reduce the costs." Uh, and uh, and let's see how it goes. Well, that's yeah, that, that's what Wayne's point was: is that he considers a lot of the twenty-one boards existing do duplicate work, which is a direct cost. Yeah. So you ax that. But as you say, we have to be careful that the boards don't grow like the super city ended up actually doing. So we have to put protocol in place to stop that or limit the amount of staff. Otherwise, it just the same happens again. Good intentions become bad policy, as well, quite often the, happens in this country. The the the, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And sometimes those good intentions become potholes. <laughs> yes. Oh, mate, you're on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my two cents, mate. Uh, all good. Thank you very much uh, for that, Jimmy. We'll talk next week. Thanks. Welcome to Cam's Buddies and the Crunch. Miles, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you this afternoon? Yeah, box of birds, apart from my wonky ear, but that's all going to heal okay. It's all fine. Hasn't stopped me doing what I do best. Excellent. I'm pleased to hear that. It's great to speak to you again. Bit of a curveball for you today. We're sort of getting off national politics and back to local body politics. Wayne Brown's been the mayor of Auckland now for just over a year. Uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on how he's gone, uh, where he should be going, 
And more importantly, his latest proposal, which is to reduce the local boards from 22 to 13, uh, reducing the number but increasing, as he says, um, additional powers for them uh, and also uh, additional funds uh, for those boards. Okay, so I guess that, uh, uh, firstly, I live in Auckland and this is a topic very close to my heart because I think the Auckland super city was all hellfire and amalgamation and all about saving money through um, cutting duplication of services. And how did that turn out? Well, it was a big bust. Auckland grew, Auckland City, uh, especially the um, administrative side, grew like topsy. And it was just unchecked unbridled spending and that's been reflected in rate rises because there's no incentive for Auckland to do any better especially if they can just charge their ratepayers and I, I think that all ratepayers across New Zealand would think the same way. However let's get on to Wayne Brown he was elected a year ago I think on October 28th, his first year, I'm not, not quite sure um, and I think that he has um, some notable achievements in bringing particularly hospital boards into line, but I was interested to see what he'd do in the, in Auckland. So this is one of his first, I, I guess, major changes. He's made a lot of little changes. I'm in support of it. So yep. here's what I think. I think local boards were too much and there wasn't really any incentive to go to the local boards after all, why would you when you could go to the councillor? So well, I, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder what um, what this actually means. Well, if I think there's, say, 21-odd local boards reduced down to 13, and just for those outside of Auckland, it's going to be 11 on, on uh, the mainland, so to speak, and, and two island boards, that's going to reduce the number of board members by about 48 to 50, roughly speaking. Yep. This, I think, is a great thing. I mean, the gravy train of being a local board member must be marvellous. And um, I'm thinking that Wayne Brown has got his head screwed on by starting reforms at the bottom. And I, I like the cut of his cloth. Yeah, it's interesting so because... What does uh, this actually mean? Well, it means that all those local boards with six or so representatives will be just amalgamated and all those budgets will be amalgamated. Do I think that's going to matter in terms of my voice? Um, well, they don't listen to us anyway. Yeah, I'm cynical about my voice mattering. And here's why. Auckland Transport the master of all things transport in Auckland, from buses to speed limits to cycleways, has pursued a course, I would say, that has been ideological, putting in cycleways, reducing speed limits to 30k. Those horrendous um, bumps. That putting are in, um, yeah, exactly. I'm horrified at um, what Auckland Transport has been getting away with, and my voice doesn't seem to matter. I've contributed on a number of different submissions, as I'm sure a lot of Aucklanders have, and they don't listen. So here's what I think about Wayne Brown. Good on you, Wayne. 
I reckon he needs to pick up a very sharp axe and swing it with gay abandon inside the council. Yeah, I think he needs to really start pruning. And if he if he starts pruning with the local boards, so be it. That's 48 less elected representatives. Do I think it will matter to my voice? As I've alluded, I don't think it'll matter one jot. Do I think it'll matter to the budget? Why, yes, I do. There will be a hell of a lot of ancillary staff, facilities, and a lot of other expenses associated with all those boards. And by reducing that, it can only be a good thing. So broadly, you're in agreement with what Wayne Brown is doing? And uh, Yeah, and, I think. And I hope he goes a bit further. Yes, I think that's true. I think um, I think Wayne Brown has discovered the complexities of local government and uh, running a council as uh, the mayor of Auckland, you have to remember he only has one vote on the council. Yep. Where Wayne Brown's power lies is in the ability to appoint um, chairman and, and so forth in committees. So... That's where his power lies, and his power also lies in what he's doing right now, restructuring. Um, so I think he has gotten his head around how local government works, and I think this might be the first step in a number of changes, and I'm hoping that, firstly, the um, size of the uh, staff at Auckland City gets brought under control. Well, let's hope he does manage to do that and uh, and some more because the long-suffering ratepayers of Auckland are still copying increases when you know decreases were promised. And uh, that's something that uh, no local body politician has ever managed to achieve. It seems this, there's this inexorable rise uh, of of rates to the point where it's almost at rent levels for some properties. Correct. And I'm, I'm thinking this tax on us, we see very little for it. And there's very little um, complaints apart from the ratepayers. Now, you know, from, from my perspective, council should be listening to the ratepayers and giving them a voice. They are the people that pay the bills. And they're the people that are just treated as a, a ATM. Uh, indeed, the council, if their budget, if they go over budget, they just go along to the ratepayer ATM and punch up a couple of hundred million more. Yep, you feel like you're being frisked every five minutes, and your wallet um, pilfered by the council. Correct. And what I want to see is how Wayne Brown's um, reforms, starting with this will make a difference to the expenditure of the council. Well, let's hope he does uh, does exactly that. And uh, we'll, we should be able to uh, talk about that in future CAMS buddies. And in the meantime, I might even think about getting the mayor on the show and putting some of these questions directly to him as well. Listen, I think Wayne Brown would welcome the chance to talk with um, someone who hasn't gotten axe to grind in a manner that you approach things. So I think, you know, that would be a very good idea. I'd look forward to hearing that. I'll see if I can organise it for you.
Anyway, thank you for calling in to Cam's Buddies this week, and we'll talk next week. Thank you, Miles. Thank you. There you have it, the unvarnished views of voters in Auckland about Mayor Wayne Brown. My buddies are awesome. They never, ever let me down in sharing their views. Tell us who you think is the best of Cam's Buddies this week and why that is by emailing inbox at realitycheck.radio or text to 2057. This is The Crunch with Cam Slater. Conversations with a side of controversy right here on RCR.